0: This is Hemant and Jessica, and you're listening to the Friendly Atheist Podcast. Please go to Patreon.com/slash Friendly Atheist Podcast to support the show. Couple really quick notes. Thank you so much to Dave P, who's one of our recent Patreon donors. Thank you to everyone who came to our meetup last Saturday. It I got out of the house so for a fun. night. It was fun. Uh, it was so nice to see people who are. Long time listeners of the show. Like, I feel old because you were listening to me in high school type of old. <laughs> yes. Um, But that was awesome. And it was, it's always nice to actually get feedback in person. Yeah.
1: It was genuinely a very, very cool night. Yeah. Thank so you. thank
0: you to everyone who came out. Some people who drove hours to be hours. there.
1: Hours. That's Like, awesome. somebody came from, fuck, Grand Rapids. Yeah.
0: I think. Yeah. yeah. And that's not close to no, us at and- all.
1: Yeah, it, and a lot of people brought their, like, non-listening spouses, which was very kind <laughs> Even the and spouses patient.
0: were nice. So it was fun. So yeah, thank, thank you. thank you so much. We'll it, it really meant a lot. maybe do it again in the future because yeah. it was awesome. Um, I, Hemet, am, am going to be uh, at California Free Thought Day this weekend. It takes place on Sunday, October 13th. Uh, registration is still available Um I believe it is all free of charge, but you do have to register. You can go to freethoughtday.org, and it's near the Capitol Building in Sacramento. So hope to see you there if you're in that area. Okay, we have to get to stories. Okay. And I have stories that I, I have to discuss with you that we have not discussed ahead of time. Okay. So this should be all sorts of interesting.
1: (laughs) Okay. Okay,
0: so here's the first one. Yes. Dave Silverman is back in the news. Is he? Do you know why? Oh. Okay, this is what I did, like, all of yesterday night. But um, basically, let me give you a refresher, and then I'll talk about what's going on now. Yeah, long-time head of American Atheists, Mm -hmm. been there for almost a couple decades. Mm -hmm. Last year, last April, um, there were... Uh, allegations that there might have been financial misgivings. Mm -hmm. Like, because he wrote a book, he was also running American Atheists. Maybe those two areas were mixing where they shouldn't have been. So the Board of American Atheists said, okay, we'll suspend him, we'll do an investigation. Mm -hmm. That seems like the prudent thing to do. Mm -hmm. Around the exact same time, there were allegations that came in of sexual misconduct. Um, Two in particular... There was a BuzzFeed article about it Mm -hmm. that detailed it. I won't get into all the details of it, just for the sake of time here. Mm -hmm. Um, But needless to say, when you pile all those things together, American atheists acted relatively quickly and said, we came to a decision that we're going to fire him. They did. And that was that. There was no lawsuit at the time, like, over the allegations. Mm -hmm. And then after the initial kind of shock of all that, he kind of faded away um, and was doing his own thing for Mm -hmm. a while. Um, Over the past month, he started to slowly make a kind of a comeback in the sense that he was giving interviews to practically anyone who would take him, Uh and that was a lot of YouTube stuff. So Mm -hmm. he was talking to people who might have a sympathetic ear on YouTube, telling his side of the story, and his side of the story is basically... There were the, yes, I had those sexual encounters with Mm -hmm. those people. It was all consensual. Mm -hmm. Anything beyond that is, in his words, like, it's just not true.
1: Okay.
0: So he's been doing this for a few weeks. I have watched several of those interviews. And the thing that, I mean, forget the substance for a second. The thing that always bothers me about those interviews is, like, who are you talking to? Because you're talking to a lot of the YouTubers who... Have so many problematic right. things they've said in their past. Right. Like, you're talking to, if not the alt right type of people, the people who like feed them in, mm-hmm. feed viewers into the alt right. Like, right. The gateway alt right. The gateway alt right. It's like, I mean, part of me says, like, really? This is the fan base you now want to cultivate? Yeah. And also, well, it's not like anyone else wanted to hear the story. Right. So I'm not surprised you would go there. Right. But okay, there's that. Um, he also set up his a website called Firebrand for Good, because he's always been this, like, I'm a firebrand. Right. I am not afraid of telling you religion's stupid. Right. Um, and now he's uh, rebranding himself mm-hmm. as a firebrand for good. Okay. So all of this has happened in the past few weeks, and I didn't necessarily know where it was going. Mm-hmm. Like, he keeps saying, like, something's going to happen soon, and I don't know what that is. Now I know what that is. So here's what I found out yesterday. Basically, there's an organization called Atheist Alliance International. Mm -hmm. Um, It has a history. um, Like, it's been around for a while. Uh Don't need to get into all that. It's one of the, like, lesser-known atheist groups. Um, But basically, their focus is not on U.S. politics, like a lot of groups are. Mm -hmm. It's focused on international issues. So blasphemy, laws, and uh, people who live in... Uh, Islamic theocracies who Mm -hmm. might be out as atheists and like, oh, shit, I need to escape. Yeah. Um, That's what their focus is. Atheist Alliance International has now announced that Dave will be hired as their first paid executive director.
1: Interesting.
0: Yeah. So um, their press release where they announced this didn't mention any of the allegations. Sure. Convenient. Um, if you're asking me, like, why did they hire him? My guess is, and part of this is what Dave said himself, it's basically that uh, he brings an energy and a pa- like uh, firebrand-ish history yeah. to the organization, and they like that. Mm-hmm. He probably will bring, uh, excite donors to the point where they will support the work the organization mm-hmm. does, and they like that. And they also said regarding the allegations, like, they're allegations. It's a he said, she said sort of thing. Uh-huh. It's not like he's been convicted of anything. Cool. We'll give him the benefit of the doubt yeah. or however you want to interpret that. So,
1: And he has name recognition. And
0: he has name recognition. Um, this is what they said in the press release. Um, this is from Gail Miller, who's in Canada. She's the president. David is a well-known public atheist, a powerful leader, and a compelling public speaker. He has proven management and organizational skills, including leadership of national and local organizations Mm -hmm. in the U.S. He's a personality who will make things happen. Um, So, that's one thing. Um, And I did ask, I had a chance to ask the organization a few questions. My questions were like, whose idea was this? They said um, that one of their board members, who knows Dave, suggested him for the position. It's not like they had a job application on their website. Sure. I don't even think they were... Lo- I didn't know they were looking for anybody. Right. Um. But one of their board members said, we should consider him for this position. They literally... I don't think they interviewed anybody else. They asked him, would you be interested? Mm-hmm. They had discussions privately about, I'm sure, all the issues. Right. And they ultimately decided that whatever the downside is of hiring him... Mm-hmm the positives outweigh it all. Sure. Um so yesterday I also talked to Dave for the first time really? since all of this came out. I still don't know how to I told him this too. I still don't know how to react to it cuz yeah. like it's I know too many people involved in the story. Yeah. for me to have an unbiased like objective opinion on all this. Right. Um, I just wanted him to answer some of these questions about the details. Um, his argument is, is something I've heard him say in the videos, too. His What he told me is he's never received due process from American atheists. He said everything was consensual. And then he added, like, and they know it. Okay. Uh, I don't. He also said, like, they probably feel bad about it in the back of their minds. And then I didn't respond to that. And then he added, at least I hope they do. I don't
1: think they do. I don't think
0: they do. Um, he also said he still <laughs> considers himself a feminist, which is fine, but that's like, I don't know, Dave Rubin saying, I am a liberal, but I'm a classical liberal. Right. I just hate everything progressives like, that sort of thing. Um, I mean, he's still, it's not like he's going to vote for Trump. So he's like, I'm still a liberal. Right. Um, he doesn't like the word progressive or mm. whatever he thinks that connotes. Um, What else did I ask and what else did I get from him? I asked the organization, like, okay, so suppose all the allegations that came out against Silverman Mm -hmm. that American atheists had to look at and make a decision about, Mm -hmm. what would you do in that same situation? Their answer to me was that if anything similar, I'm quoting here, if anything similar were to happen in the future, we would respect due process, but we have strict conduct policies that apply to everyone here, and we will enforce them okay okay doesn't answer the question but doesn't dodge it necessarily um so i asked american atheists also okay do you have any comment on any of this oh i should mention i forgot to mention this uh, dave has also filed a lawsuit it's one lawsuit with a bunch of Defendants, Really? Yeah. he. It's a lawsuit over defamation. Because he huh. says all this stuff that's come out about him has basically made him a pariah. Right. And he says it's all false and they know it, which is what defamation would be. Right. Um, that lawsuit goes against the two women who uh, accused him mm-hmm. of this stuff. It's against BuzzFeed for publishing their article. It's against American atheists for basically playing along in all this. Yeah. Um, I don't know how they... I don't know how he wins that case. I think it's almost like one of those cases where the lawsuit itself is the story and not the necessary outcome. Right. Just the idea like, well, he filed a lawsuit, so he must have a point.
1: Yeah. I mean,
0: I don't think he's going to win feels that defamation a defamation
1: case. and effecty that like,
0: which may be the point. Yeah. He just wants the attention, maybe yeah. for the thing. I don't know that he has a legal case, but whatever. I'm not a lawyer. Don't ask me. Um, American Atheist said we have no comment about Mr. Silverman because he has chosen to file a frivolous lawsuit against our organization rather mm-hmm. than move on with his life. Hmm. Um, so, so that's out there. I am here's again. It's hard for me to have a take on this just because. I'm too close to these people. But the thing that I'm curious about is like uh, Atheist Alliance International, if let's say they get this higher profile that they are seeking, I'm really curious what sort of base they want to cultivate now, because basically the people who are signing up to donate, if there are those people today, I don't know, um, you're basically getting a bunch of people who have this mentality that, yep. False allegations. That's what women do. Yeah. And, okay, I'm going to totally believe him over what the victims said. Right. Uh, and they said they they were assaulted uh, when BuzzFeed talked to them. Mm-hmm. They said that in their own paperwork that they submitted to American Atheist's board. I don't know what type of fan base you're trying to get. I don't know what type of donor base you want to get as an organization. Um, like, I don't know how you... Are proud of that necessary base. I I have seen on Twitter plenty of people saying, like, well, now I'm going to support this organization. This is a horrible analogy that I will regret in two minutes, but like, I've thought about this when I hear like Andrew Yang speak. Like, Uh as a candidate with his policy positions, I find myself agreeing with a ton of them. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, those are good ideas. I don't love you as a candidate because I don't think you did all the work to get. To be president, yeah. not that Donald Trump did or anything, huh. and also I love Elizabeth Warren and I right. think she's way smarter than everybody else. Yeah, but every time I see him, it's always like in some context, like oh, he's talking to Joe Rogan, oh, he's talking to all these he other people. He went on Doctor Oz. He went on Doctor Oz and said, uh. oh, people learn medicine this way. It's like, dude.
1: Yeah, he's not aligning himself with a great That's exactly,
0: he's, yeah, he's totally willing to talk to anybody, and that means he has, like, no principled stand on, like, I'm not going to talk to certain people, because their values don't align with mine, because he's just trying to get whatever attention he can, but also the people who are the most vocal champions of him, Mm -hmm. I'm always like, "Mm, I don't know that I trust your judgment on a lot of other things. Yes.
1: (laughs) <laughs> That's uh, not uh, even a
0: knock on Yang That's just like, look at your fan base I don't love your fan base Yeah, I
1: made the mistake of like <laughs> clicking on Yang Gang yeah. During, I think, the last debate And I was like, oh, I regret this immediately <laughs> I hate all these people
0: <laughs> So it's, I, I don't know So I feel the same way about like AAI Like, Who are you trying to cultivate as your base? And right. by the way, the weird thing is The stuff that they say we want to do All this international anti-blasphemy mm-hmm. Helping these people that's good stuff. Like I like what they're doing. And the thing that would trouble me about this donor base and the thing that would be troubling about Silverman now running that organization mm-hmm. in theory have nothing to do with the things they want to accomplish as an organization. Right. And Again, you could very easily, if you wanted to, separate all the drama from the stuff they're going to do. I mean, not that they asked me for advice, but my advice would be just focus on your mission and get shit done. Right. And you might get some goodwill that way. Mm -hmm. But Uh, I don't know.
1: Yeah, it's a lot. I wanted to
0: get that out there just because it happened. That's, like, all I did yesterday, Uh right? And I don't know. like. You know how different social media that you use has a very different type of, like, Facebook people is one genre of social media types. Twitter is another. Um, All the people on Facebook who have public posts about this sort of thing were very much like, this is a horrible idea. The people on Twitter uh, seemed overwhelmingly supportive of the decision. Yeah. Uh, Not that it's like, I'm not trying to suggest there's a balance here. I'm just saying, like, the people who are involved in the movement, I would say this, are very much against it because they were against it when it all happened. Because, again, they know the victims. Uh They know what the stories were. And so they're like, yeah, like, American atheists did the right thing when they made their decision. They're not worried about, like, oh, no, there was no due process. They were running off of rumors. That's not their take on it because they talk to these people regularly. The people who are very removed from the situation because they only hear like bits and pieces or whatever Silverman's Twitter account uh-huh. are like, yep, I believe you wholeheartedly. <sighs> All right. Yeah. I'm going to get to another story, but yeah. I just wanted to mention that. You want to talk about something more interesting? Yes. Um, Let's talk about Beto O'Rourke and the CNN town hall.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> so I didn't watch it last night.
0: I didn't see the whole thing. I saw clips. Uh-huh. Uh, I know you wanted to talk about the Elizabeth Warren line. I sure do. What was her line?
1: It was so good. Um. So... Uh, Somebody said, okay, what if a supporter comes up to you and says, like, I'm old-fashioned and my religion tells me that um, marriage is between one man and one woman. And she said, quote, well, I'm going to assume it's a guy who said that, which is so fucking good. Good job, (laughs) Elizabeth Warren. And I'm going to say, just marry one woman. I'm cool with that. Assuming you can find one. Anyway, love Elizabeth Warren, ride or die. (laughs)
0: I don't care if that was scripted. It was beautiful. Who
1: cares if it was scripted? <laughs> Everything
0: is scripted, but it was still such a good delivery. Yeah, and the swagger very good. walking. Back. Oh, she's so good. Ah, uh, okay. So, Beta or Work?
1: Uh-huh.
0: Um, who is not even like a top tier candidate at this point? Right. But they ask the question. Uh, Specific to church-state separation, which Mm -hmm. is why I wanted to bring it up here. Here was the question they asked him, basically. Uh, I'm paraphrasing here. Should religious institutions lose their tax-exempt status Mm -hmm. if they oppose same-sex marriage? Mm -hmm. And O'Rourke's answer was yes. Very blunt, one-word answer.
1: So he thinks that... Churches, Churches should lose their taxism status Okay, if
0: they're anti-gay, basically. Okay. And then I'm going to quote this whole thing. Here's what he said after the applause died down. There can be no reward, no benefit, no tax break for anyone or any institution, any organization in America that denies the full human rights and the full civil rights of every single one of us. And so as president, we're going to make that a priority and we're going to stop those who are infringing upon human rights of our fellow Americans. Okay. So that's his full answer. Uh-huh. Here's where he, it seems like he's answering a question nobody asked and he totally missed the point. Cause I thought he gave a horrible answer. Okay. Cause the second, here's what the question was like, if they oppose same sex marriage, mm-hmm. but like you can think whatever you want as a pastor, if you're like, nope, no gay people getting married in this church. I think they should have the right to say that. I think they could say, we're not going to marry gay couples in this building. I'm not going to preside over that wedding and conduct the ceremony. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they should lose their tax-exempt status because they're bigots. Um, <laughs> and I do think they're bigots. Here's here's the separation. that. Okay, forget O'Rourke's answer. Here's my separation here. Christians, churches, whatever... They can believe whatever they want. If they want to say the world is flat and evolution is a hoax and God created Adam, uh, God created Adam and Eve for a reason, mm-hmm. like, fine. You could say that. I don't think we should take away tax exemptions based on their beliefs because that power could easily be used against us depending <laughs> sure, on who's sure, in power. Sure. Um sure, sure. And again, the issue here is their thoughts and what are they doing within their little bubbles. I think they should be able to get away with damn near anything within their bubbles. Now, where I get iffy about the tax exempt thing is I just want churches to play by the same rules that govern nonprofits with tax exempt status. Like the U.S. rule for anyone listening is if you are a nonprofit group, your goal is not to make money. You have a cause that you believe in. Right. You get a tax, like you don't have to pay taxes on the the money you make from donations and stuff like that. right? That's a good thing. I want nonprofits to be tax-exempt. That's good. That's how Planned Parenthood works. That's uh-huh. how the NRA works, in theory. <laughs> like This is what happens to any nonprofit group, and churches and religious institutions are in that mix. Now, here's the difference. Churches get special rules. They don't have to file the same paperwork that, say, Planned Parenthood has to fill out. Uh-huh they don't have to be transparent about how much money they take in or how they're spending it. They don't even have to tell their congregations how much the pastor gets paid, mm-hmm. which is the case at a lot of mega churches. Um, I think they should have to fill out the same paperwork. I think they should not be able to tell their congregations how to vote, which right. is the Johnson Amendment issue. Right. And if they break those rules and if they if they didn't get special treatment, and they didn't break the rules, I wouldn't have a problem with this. My issue is that even though they already have it pretty damn good and they get the special treatment, they still complain about how they're like uh under attack by the government because like how dare the government tell us we can't tell people who to vote for. It's like no one, no nonprofit gets to tell people who to vote for. That's the game.
1: So is your concern like more slippery slope, or is yes. it more giving them fodder? to be persecuted, to cry persecution. They're going
0: to cry persecution no matter what. They do it now, and they already have it better than anybody else. But, like, I just want them to play by the same rules. I don't think we need to go overboard and say, hey, you have a belief that we don't like, so we're going to take away your tax-exempt status. Now, the second those pastors leave their bubble and they say, hey, we're going to write legislation, and we support legislation, um, like, we're going to... Uh, I'm a pastor and I'm also a state senator, which is the case for a lot of people, Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm going to write legislation, then by all means, like, that's not okay. We should scream about that. We should, like, complain about that. That's all the right reasons. I care about what the government does. The government shouldn't be in the business of telling churches this is what you got to do. And when Beto O'Rourke says, no, the government should tell churches what to do, and the answer is they better be on the side of LGBTQ rights that crosses a line for me. I mean, ethically I'm with him, but legally speaking, no. You're just giving the religious right reason to say, look, Democrats are godless. They want to tell you that your views are wrong. They hate Christians. Like, he's Mm. feeding into that. They don't even have to take him out of context. You play this thing in context, it sounds real. It sounds like all the demonizing that Christian right people do, And they're always like, well, look, Elizabeth Warren used this word, Mm -hmm. and therefore we're going to take the worst possible interpretation of it. They don't have to do that here. They could play the whole clip and say, see, it's like we told you, they hate what we believe.
1: I don't know. I I completely understand. Kim Davis,
0: the Kentucky clerk. Yeah. That's a problem. She's a Christian in the government who said, I'm not signing your same-sex marriage license. That's a problem. We should go after her because she's the government saying my bigotry is getting in the way of my job. If a courthouse judge said, no, I'm not going to sign your wedding license. You got to find another judge to do that for you. That's a problem. Right. If a pastor says, no, gay couples can't get married in my church. Fine. That is fine. No, there shouldn't be a government punishment. But at what point is,
1: is that like, okay. What if a church said, we don't allow black people in our church?
0: They should have the right to do that. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Now, (sighs) if they're running a business and they say that, screw that. No, get that business out of there. They should be sued for discrimination. But at what point is that government-mandated
1: bigotry? Because if they're getting tax-exempt status in spite of these views that we as a country have decided are no longer acceptable, uh, at, at what point... And by the way, at churches do we...
0: do that thing. Like, we're not going to do interracial marriages in this church. <laughs> they have done that. Yeah. Um, here's the distinction for me. Let, what's the difference between I mean, what, what you point... just said in, hypothetically uh-huh. and uh, this administration right now saying, hey, Planned Parenthood, you support abortion. We say that's murder. That's against the law. We're going to revoke your tax-exempt status because basically you're breaking the law that says murder is bad. I think it's the same slippery slope, and I don't want that to happen. I yeah. think it's bad policy. So again, look, we could totally blast uh the racist hypothetical church you're sure. talking about. We should totally talk about them. We should complain about them. We should point call out their bigotry. That is different from the government stepping in and saying, "You hold these views that are abhorrent, so we're going to punish you for it by taking away the thing that all nonprofits get." Yeah. Like so that's my issue. Um it's. I just. It's I, unconstitutional what Beto O'Rourke was suggesting. I think he did it in the heat of the moment. He's in front of an LGBTQ audience. Right. He's low in the polls. He's got to stand out from other progressive candidates. Right. So it sounds like the right thing on paper, but it's not. And by the way, a lot of people online loved it as much as they loved the Elizabeth Warren mic drop moment. Yeah. Like they were like, yeah, go after those bigoted churches. Like no, that's this is not the game. We should be playing here. Let's focus on the Christians in power, in government, who are using their beliefs as justification for bigotry under the guise of the law. Yeah, Go I, after them, not the, the I guess, pastors who are like the same way in their own homes.
1: I guess my thought is the slippery slope in the opposite direction of... Okay, so what if the KKK decided like okay, we're a nonprofit and mm-hmm. we the, our mission is to purify the white race or whatever the fuck they believe. Do they I think like there's a distinction when a it comes to a straight up and down hate group. I think like, where's the violence difference? Be-
0: is a difference there. Um,
1: <sighs> yeah, but I'm just saying I mean, there are
0: plenty of groups that are anti-Muslim, that are anti-atheists, that are uh, I'm sure plenty would argue that there are atheist groups that are against religion in the same way. I would say they're wrong, but um, I, I just, yeah. my issue is beta or work wants the government to step in and tell churches what they can and cannot believe. If basically the tax exemption is what a lot of these places need to survive. Mm-hmm. Churches need it. And the nonprofits need it to secular nonprofits need it to survive. And he's basically saying, if you don't agree with me on this issue, even though it's morally right. If you don't agree with me, I'm going to basically change the rules to put you out of existence.
1: Yeah, I, I completely understand what you mean and where, where you're coming from. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right, but I don't want you to be right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I will say I ha- I heard from a couple people who work for church-state separation organizations mm-hmm. who said that that what basically I'm telling you here they're like yes that's the right approach we don't want the government telling churches what they can and cannot uh, believe mm-hmm. there's a difference between that and saying hey you should all vote for Donald Trump because of X Y and Z right. that crosses a line. But again, uh, the whole point of a nonprofit group is you have a cause you believe in. Mm -hmm. You're not here to make money. You're here to advance your beliefs. Right. And as a government, we think that's a general good thing, even if we don't love all the things these various groups believe. So we want more nonprofits. So here's the benefit. We're not going to tax you. And if that helps you survive and thrive and do your thing, more power to you. That's kind of the setup that the government has. And to go after a certain group of people saying, we don't like the thing you believe because it's horrible, um, that is a slippery slope that could be used all sorts of ways. Right. That's my issue with it. So in spirit, I'm with him. Legally, he's way off track.
1: (sighs) Yeah. Okay. Fine. All right.
0: I got one more. Okay. Uh, one that I had to get to, uh, and then we can get to some other ones. This one has to do with the NFL, which we're both experts in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So there's a player, a linebacker, Demario Davis. He's the captain for the New Orleans Saints. Oh, is this Saints.
1: God soldier?
0: Yeah, sure. What, what so is
1: it? Okay. a couple
0: weeks ago, he wore this headband uh-huh. that said Man of God. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> like it's visible during pregame warmups. He wore it during the game. You could see it on TV. And the NFL, and this is like, um, this isn't even like Tim Tebow, like Tebowing, where he's just kneeling after a play Uh or something. This is, the NFL has very strict rules about like a dress code thing. Yeah. Not just for safety issues. They say, unlike the NBA, you cannot put personal messages on the stuff you got to wear. Like none of that. The NBA is much more liberal about that stuff, not the NFL. So when it comes to football, you can't put messages on your eye black. Mm -hmm. You can't wear like a bandana or whatever, a wristband I feel uh, Like a
1: few years ago somebody got fined cuz he was wearing the wrong color shoes to bring n- mental health awareness oh, maybe. or something like that. Let I don't remember the s-
0: specific case, but yeah, that would be something the NFL would do, which is weird cuz like of all the protocols that like of all the things the NFL doesn't right, do, yeah. this is the thing they're very sticklerish about. But they said, "Dude, we don't care what your headband says. Uh-huh. You and it's not a safety issue, but you're wearing a personal message. You can't do that." They fined him $7,017, which is the stated fine for a first offense of this kind. So naturally, Christians who saw this are like, what? You're persecuting him for being a Christian? No, they were going after him for breaking the rules, and that would apply to anybody. But of course, this was taken as like a Christian, anti-Christian thing. And like, by the way, the NFL... Is not anti-Christian. They're right. very much pro-Christian. Given Quick, all the stuff that comes sidebar, out. Sidebar: yeah. uh,
1: Brandon Marshall was fined about ten thousand dollars for his green mental health awareness shoes. <laughs> Sounds
0: like something the NFL would be like. What mental health? We don't we want anything. We hate that. To do um, so uh, Demarius Davis posts this thing like, "I got fined seven thousand dollars for my headband. Should I continue to wear it or nah?" On Instagram, mm-hmm. you can guess how that went over.
1: <laughs> yeah, didn't a bunch of people make them and like wear them somewhere?
0: Yeah. Uh, and he's selling them. Oh. And and not for himself sure, just even. Like it's Jesus going to a charity. Would. Oh, okay. It's going to charity. <laughs> Um, but by the way, there was a private school in New Orleans where the kids all wore headbands oh, this was? week saying child of God. Gross. Like, oh, yeah, seriously, gross. Because if it said anything that we're not used to seeing, if it's like child of Allah, you know they would flip out everywhere. Oh, right. But because it's Christianity, it's always okay. Um, which it's creepy what the kids did. Yeah. But anyway... The thought process, my first thought was like, good, he got fined. Like, he shouldn't have done the thing that, like, everyone knows you can't do. Um, So, of course, guess what happened this week? The NFL said, we're not going to fine you. Oh, come on. Yep. According uh... to Davis on Instagram, my agent just told me I won my appeal and won't have to pay the headband fine. Then I saw what those kids, I'm paraphrasing, then I saw what the kids did at that school. Like, look at those beautiful children of God. Anyways, I'm going to donate $7,017 to uh, this local children's uh, Catholic hospital. Uh Um, And all the money that he's selling from the headband is also going to uh, the hospital. Like, good, fine. It's a fine cause. I don't care about that. You could have done that on your own. (laughs) But my, my only issue here is like, If his headband had said, like, God doesn't exist, or I love Colin Kaepernick, or whatever, (laughs) the NFL would never have been so lenient. But, like, because he's promoting Christianity and Christians were like, the NFL hates us, of course they overturned the fine. Like, it's such a hypocritical thing for the NFL to do. Like and it, I know of all the things the NFL does, this is relatively low right. on the totem pole.
1: Like you're not, damn it, you're not gonna <laughs> bait me into siding with the NFL on something. I will not go there. I, uh, I, this is such God to me. This is such a nothing burger of a story. It's just so like yeah, he wore the thing. He wasn't supposed to wear the thing. Like oh my God, who fucking cares? Because it's always
0: the Christian. I know,
1: I know, I know. Oh. But it, it's it's a nothing burger on. All sides of it. Like, the Christian righteous outrage is a fucking nothing burger. Like, it's all stupid and I hate it. Mike
0: Huckabee would like you to know why so many empty seats at NFL games. Players who show disrespect for the flag and the anthem are defended by the NFL and get Nike contracts. But players who express their faith get fined big money for personal messages.
1: Imagine knowing anything about the NFL and that's the lesson you take from it. <laughs> imagine th- Imagine living in a world where you think the problem with football is people get fined for wearing a headband, not the huge amount of spousal abuse that we see there or the very, very, very common traumatic brain injuries that we see in football yeah. players. Like, imagine the problem being a headband. Like, Mike Huckabee has his head so far up his own ass, I don't even think. I he don't even knows. know how he
0: saw the headband.
1: Ugh. Yes. I hate that. That oh. put me in a cranky mood, Hammond. You're and I'm welcome. Mad at My you. work here is done. Um are you, you go for okay. it. Okay. I have a couple of quick things I want to run through. We're kind of on a tight time schedule. So, um a some good news. A school in Louisiana declined free Chick-fil-A. <laughs> which is what a what is this world right now? Okay, so Chick Fil A, which we know is the Christian chicken,
0: Christian owners, Christian, the Christian owned owners, chicken. are anti-gay. They've yeah. given their money, personal money, to mm-hmm. anti-gay groups. They've used Chick Fil A's philanthropic organization to give money to anti-gay groups. Right, and it's not like they discriminate against. It, they don't not hire gay people. But the organization, the business, has given money to anti-gay groups. That's the issue with Chick-fil-A.
1: So um, Chick-fil-A offered free uh, meals for teachers at New Orleans school, um, and it was rejected by the principal, Dr. Stephen Corbett. Uh, Quote, out of respect to our LGBTQ staff, we have chosen not to serve Chick-fil-A at an an employee lunch. The number one rule at Lusher, which is a school, is to be kind, and we live this motto every day. Chick-fil-A is a bit has been politically outspoken about its views, and we feel like it is not part of Lutcher's culture of kindness community. Um, we made the decision to support, support our staff members who are LGBTQ and other supporters. Uh, we felt that anytime an organization is anti-LGBTQ and has efforts to infringe upon their rights, we thought it was important to support and stand up for their community at this time. So... That's good news. That is. They it, good it's thing.
0: nice that they took a stand on that one. I'm sure mm-hmm. uh, there are other restaurants who are willing to donate food because yeah. they're usually pretty good about, like, let's get in good with the local schools because right. then their families will eat at our place. Right. So yeah. uh, it's I not like Chick-fil-A is lunch. the only food on the line here. Right. So yay.
1: Um, Much worse news. Um, Uganda is at it again. Yeah. So um, about five years ago... I. This was going on for a long time, because I remember... Yeah, 2009
0: is the first time uh, one of their politicians proposed a bill that would basically have the death penalty for anyone caught doing something gay. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And then it really kicked into high gear in 2012. Like, they had the bill, and it actually passed. Right. um, And it was only overturned on a technicality in 2014, because they said, I think the issue was, like... Not enough of you voted, right. and you needed a certain number of people to make right. a quorum. Yeah, Like, weird technical issue, not on the moral issue. I
1: remember writing about it like back in the day, back when I was blogging with you, yeah. like that was a huge story. Yeah. And I and thought- Christian
0: leaders in the U S were guilty of going to yes. Uganda to say like they were the ones who inspired those bills because yes. they keep going to Africa and saying, let us tell you about the gays.
1: Oh yeah. Christian missionaries love doing that kind and of the shit.
0: Part, the politicians in Uganda are like, wow, well if everything you say is true
1: and why wouldn't it be, and
0: these gays are recruiting the kids, mm-hmm. then we must murder them. And then all the, these Christian pastors are like, well, well, don't take us that seriously. Like we want nothing to do with this. So yeah. now they're bringing. Well, 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 so Isn't it,
1: like, if it isn't the consequences of your own actions. Uh,
0: so in 2014, this bill had been overturned. So it right. never went into effect. And right. it was even like downgraded from kill the gays to just like maim them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so kind. But even that was overturned. And then we never saw it again. So that was it was like, all right, crisis averted. Until this week.
1: Yeah, so that's back. Um, so it was nullified five years ago. The government is going to res- resurrect it. Um, Ethics and Integrity Minister Simon Lakoto said, quote, homosexuality is not natural to Ugandans, but there have been, but there has been a massive recruitment by gay people in schools and especially among the youth where they are promoting the falsehood that people are born like that. Our current penal law is limited. It only criminalizes the act. We want to make it clear that anyone who is even involved in promotion and recruitment has to be criminalized. They do that grave a- Those that do grave acts will be given the death sentence.
0: Yeah. And the sad thing is that the guy who's basically writing this bill says, at least publicly, yep, I have enough votes that the quorum issue, that technicality from 2014, won't be an issue this time around. Mm-hmm. Um, and my fear is not necessarily that he has the votes for this bill uh-huh. but that there's so much crazy going on around the world that yeah. there won't be enough international pressure right. to get them to like back down from this. Yeah,
1: 20 like 2012 feels like a century ago in yeah. terms of like what our concerns were and this was a and it's still obviously a huge deal but compared to what's happening in the US right now it probably won't spark the outrage mm-hmm. that should. Um, so that's kind of fucked and not great.
0: Uh, here's a similar one going on in North Carolina where it's another religious mandated sort of thing. Uh-huh. There is a sheriff's office in Scotland County, North Carolina, and the sheriff is this guy who posts a lot of Christian stuff on their on the office's Facebook page. Uh-huh. Like, that's illegal in and of itself. But he posts scripture. He says God is good. He, he does all this stuff on Facebook. Uh, but Sheriff Ralph Kersey now has gone even further. He allegedly sent this to all employees, mm-hmm. and it was forwarded to the Freedom from Religion Foundation, who posted this online. Uh, there's a new policy. No employee is allowed to live with their partner if they're not married. Huh. No cohabitation. It will be, I'm quoting, it will be prohibited for you to live with another while employed at the Scotland County Sheriff's Office unless you are officially married according to the law and word of God.
1: How do they enforce that?
0: They show up at your door every damn night, apparently.
1: Yeah, well, that...
0: They said if you're cohabitating now, uh-huh. we'll let it slide. Oh my goodness, but so generous. If you're they said this in the policy, if your current relationship should cease, you will comply with a new policy change. <laughs> like, hey, if you break up, this goes into effect for you That's too. So
1: inappropriate. <laughs> Completely. Oh my god. There <laughs> I mean, there has to be there's gonna be a lawsuit about this,
0: right? Uh FFRF said, change this now yeah. or we'll take action. We'll see what they do.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. That is a banana situation. Imagine bananas. being
0: a sheriff and saying, you know what the real problem is in right. my community? People who love each other live together, and Aren't they there. might be doing it, but they're not married.
1: Yeah, can you imagine such a thing?
0: <laughs> oh my
1: God. Fuck, man.
0: Um, I want to get your take on this story, because I saw this today, Okay, and uh, there is an ending that the news did not cover. So I want to get this to you. Okay, West Johnson, High, Johnston High School, Benson, North Carolina. There's a fellowship of Christian Athletes Club. That's not unusual. A lot okay. of schools have that. And the kids posted a sign in the hallway. I don't know what the school's policies are, like if kids can randomly post stuff uh-huh. or if they got this approved, but they put up a poster in the hallway. It says this. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray, in big letters, pray about everything. And they quoted a Bible verse where it basically says that. Now, the students are allowed to post that. Like, a Christian group is allowed to say, we are promoting sure. Christianity. I wasn't bothered by the sign. It's wrong, and yeah. it's stupid. It's, it's like a bad objectively message. Objectively bad advice. <laughs> yes. But that's about it. Like, whatever. It's the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Sure, They're sure, allowed sure. to be silly and not know stuff. <laughs> okay, but here's the thing. Here's why this is a story. A teacher put up a sign in response right next to theirs.
1: Really? <laughs>
0: And this is a former teacher of the year in the county. Like, he's a guy who has a good reputation at the school. Like, kids like him. Uh, Brian Vanderlask. And I know this because he signed his name on the damn poster. Whoa. He said, with an arrow pointing to their sign, if you're sick, you should go to the doctor. (laughs) This is terrible medical advice. Some people have died slash gone to jail because of it.
1: Oh, my God.
0: So first of all, he's right. Yeah. He's totally right. Prayer does not help unless maybe you use it as meditation. Uh-huh. But like it's, he's right. Like if you have a disease or anything serious, don't you do need to worry. Yeah. Like prayer will not solve a lot of your problems.: I would
1: argue most of your problems.: <laughs>
0: Yes. So anyway, he's right. But a teacher basically said, hey, Christians at the school saying, hey, we should all pray. No, it's a horrible idea. That is where he's probably crossing a line. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Like, I'm just imagining, because I've seen this happen. Uh An atheist club at a high school or a college says, hey, we're having a meeting to discuss why God doesn't exist or something like that. And we've seen this graffiti, like whether it's from students or teachers or whatever, mm-hmm. but people will write Bible verses right. on with a Sharpie, or they'll put up a Post it note saying, like, trust God. And that I find inappropriate too. Yeah,
1: um, I think while this is extremely funny and right. <laughs> It feels a little like bullying from the teacher.
0: Yeah. Now the district basically said to a local news station, uh, "Our HR department and the superintendent and I said we're working with the principal to investigate and decide so an appropriate response." Now I was I was stalking all of the people involved in this, and there was a Facebook thread I saw where someone chimed in saying the news didn't cover the follow up to oh. all this. Okay. Yeah, and that was my response too. Like, oh yeah, they sure didn't. And here's what they said. They said both... So take this all with a grain of salt. Okay. They said both sides have already reconciled. Basically, the principal and two members of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, they already met to discuss... And they met with the teacher. Mm -hmm. They all sat down. They all discussed this. And uh, allegedly... The teacher fully apologized for his actions and said the reason he felt he had to respond is because he has suffered illness in his life that almost killed him. So he had a visceral reaction. Oh, sure. And that's why he spoke out. But um, the students kind of understood that and why he responded. They weren't upset or angry about it. Mm -hmm. The teacher apologized for making this public.
1: Right. Um.
0: (laughs) And basically, it seems, if I can trust this thing, and I don't know that I can, it seems like everyone involved has dealt with it. yeah. And like the teacher apologizing, I shouldn't have done what I did, but here's why I felt right. so compelled to act. And the students seem like they're like, yeah, okay, we understand what you're getting at. Right. Um, and I hope that's the end of it. I would like to think you just, hey, the principal talked to him. It's a per- You could just say, listen, we spoke with the teacher. He won't be doing this again. Mm-hmm. There will be consequences if he does. Um, But we spoke to him. We feel that this has been taken care of. Like, that's a response that I would be happy with, but I'm making all of that up. I don't know what the district is doing. I hope the response from, like, Christians online, as it so often is, isn't so over the top that this teacher has to be suspended, disciplined in any serious way, um, if all of this is accurate, but... Shit, that's a funny response. That
1: is extremely funny. I like that a whole lot.
0: <laughs> we uh, got time for one more.
1: Okay, um, this one's quick. Um, so there is a 15-year-old student in Maine, um, who was suspended because for bullying because she would leave post-it notes. In, or excuse me, sticky notes. Oh, I'm sorry. Is it not branded? Yeah. <laughs> uh, in bathrooms, saying. There's a rapist in our school, and you know who it is. Wow. So, um, her name is uh, Aela Aela Mansman. That's quite a name. Um, She apparently has brought the issue of sexual assault and harassment to teachers and has been kind of brushed off. Um, And so she started doing this. She said, quote, it was really... So the the post-it note wasn't in like pointing at one specific person. Right. She was just saying there is a rapist here, you know who like,
0: and she's told school officials about who this person is. She feels they haven't done enough. Right. So she's just trying to warn students who right. might've heard rumors, I guess.
1: Yeah. So, um, she said it was really just addressing the general culture of her school and keeping in mind several specific cases, but there's so many, it's hard to pinpoint just one and advocate just one of them. Um, so they suspended her because a student complained that they were targeted by the note. Wow! Again, that need seems to like be a... very clear about this. The note wasn't about any one person, yeah. and some dude heard about it, presuming it's a dude. Yeah, and felt targeted. Like, and nobody said, "Why do you?" If Why I say there's it... a rapist in the school, and you're like, "Hey,
0: stop that!"
1: Hashtag not all rapists. <laughs>
0: Yeah. What? Why? Why do you think they're talking about you, buddy?
1: Yeah. So. Huh. But
0: they punished the girl. That sounds. They about punished right. the girl.
1: Apparently, administrators spent several weeks questioning Mansman and her friends in an effort to find out who wrote the note. And this is BuzzFeed. And not apparently, if they did indeed think there was a rapist on campus, which one might consider a more pressing topic for an investigation. Um, yeah. So for three weeks, they would like bring her and her friends in for interviews and interrogation, and then finally they. Either she admitted it or they pinned it on her or whatever. Um, Yeah, so one student said she reported a sexual assault to school school staff twice, but it was, quote, brushed off and the topic kept getting changed. And now they said she reported unwanted touching from a student to a school social worker but was similarly brushed off. Quote, I was like, okay, I guess they can't do anything about it, so I'll just deal with it. (laughs) So anyway, this is the world our... Young women are living in. Mm. They're getting harassed and nobody gives a fuck, but we have to protect the boys' feelings. Bookend
0: for this show.
1: (sighs) Yay, yay. Okay. um, Where do we
0: find you? Yeah, you
1: can find me, follow me on Twitter um, at Blueberry, B L U E B U R I E. Um, You can order a cross stitch from me. I do a lot of custom work for listeners at Bitches Get Stitched Done on Etsy. Um, Hammett.
0: I am at Hemant Meta uh, on Twitter, and uh, go to patreon.com slash Podcast. Yeah, I'm can, at friendlyatheist.com. Yeah, you can... Y- you know where to find oh, me. M- I'm in M- the Mikey same place. Mikey says hi, too. Hi, Mikey. Um,
1: we're, oh, yeah. Email us, Friendly Podcast at gmail.com, especially if you're complaining about me to Hemant, because I will read it, <laughs> and then I will read it out loud to my husband. <laughs> okay, uh, we'll talk to you guys next week.
0: Bye.